bed than all hope, listeners. You're listening to Radio Grognard, the OSR podcast about stuff, with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hi, folks. Old Man Grognard here. Happy Sunday. Hope you're all doing well. And I just had to end my Sunday game, mainly because of time and other commitments Things like that, which is too bad. But we only got to do a couple sessions. We really didn't do anything. So I don't feel all that bad, except for I met some new friends, and that's a good thing. So that's, well, that's always a good thing, actually. I was thinking about one of my favorite classes today, The Monk. And I was just, these are kind of just random thoughts about playing a monk. And that kind of class and where it's put in different in different game systems. Now, if you go back, the first time you see the monk in any kind of D&D role-playing game uh, is in first edition, which is, I believe, a subclass of the thief. Yes. And I, you know, you wonder why Gary created it. And it's like, yeah, because it was, you know, late 70. Everybody was kung fu fighting. And, you know, it was kind of a thing. When I first saw Monk, and I thought, why would I want to play a friar who really doesn't do anything except pray for people and things? And then I thought, oh, 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 like a Shaolin monk. Okay. Got it. Of course, the Friar thing could have worked, too. I mean, look at Friar Tuck in the Robin Hood legend. He was a fighting Friar. He was a fighting fighting cleric, or, or if you guess you want to call him a monk, or something like that. And so I started comparing on the different ways that the monks are done in different systems that I use. So I'm going to talk about that after this. Okay, like I said, the first time you saw a monk was in first edition AD&D. And from what I've looked at, it's pretty weak sauce. It takes forever to advance, things like that. And it was all right. See, I first started playing a monk when I, the monk when I was playing fifth edition and found out what a great and awesome class it is. I mean, yeah, in fifth edition, because you get all the bells and whistles. I mean, other characters are like that too, but... But for some reason, it really it really appealed to me to to take people out with my bare hands. Or usually, my monks usually had a bow staff, and with the addition of things like key points and what discipline he takes, I could get up to four strikes around if I planned it out correctly. Because it there was the key system, ki. And you had key points, so you had to, in a battle, I would judiciously put the, you know, dole those out. Because, like I said, you can do up to four attacks around with with putting key points in there, so I would save them for, like, the bigger bad or something like that. The minions usually got one hit, and that's about it. But you can do other things with the key points, too. I mean, you can stun person. You can knock them back. You can do this and that. So that got me started on the monk. Then I'm going, okay, I don't really, I, you know, I don't really play a fifth edition all that often. What does the monk look like in other systems? 
and my two main systems at the time were Swords and Wizardry Complete and Astonishing Swordsmen and Sorcerers of Hyperborea, which is I, it still is. And, okay, let's take the uh, Astonishing Swordsman Monk, which is funny because this game is based on 1st edition ADD. But I noticed here in the Monk... It takes about 3,000 experience points to get to level 1 to 2. There are no additional attacks for a monk, which I thought was was kind of curious because Astonishing Swordsman has a 12-level cap. It goes up to 12th level, and that's it. I don't mind that, but I figured, you know, you know why don't you give them more attacks per round as you go up, at least by, like, 5th level or something like that. His fighting ability goes up. But they kind of try and compensate for that with your AC bonus. Your AC bonus goes up starting at second level, and it advances like every other level. So at 12th level, you're up plus 6 on your AC, which is good because you can't wear any armor. They have a bigger restriction on weapons with, with a monk. Because, according to this, his favorite weapons, any save the following. Axe, great, hammer, great, mace, great, pike, spear, great, sword, two-handed, two-handed scimitar. Which, to me, goes along with the whole, the whole menu of being a monk. Because you're supposed to be using your open hands and fists. And if you need a weapon, I mean a, you know, a, a staff would work. You know, a bow staff and... Uh, a sword uh, uh, like a katana because that's that's keeping with the keeping with the genre keeping with the class so we have a 12 level progression your empty hand damage goes up that's also something that they compensate for because by the time you reach 12th level you're doing a d8 which is big i mean you start yeah you start out with a d4 the first four levels you're doing a d4 but then you jump to a d6 for like one, fifth through uh, eighth level, and then from ninth level on, you're doing a D8. So you're doing the damage. You're just not getting the attacks. To me, that was a big deal. And they also have things like Accurate Strike, which is, you get that at the get. You get that right at the, right at the beginning there. And Accurate Strike is an open-handed strike, like you do, with the you, oh, actually, you can do this with uh, with a weapon or an empty hand, and you get a bonus to damage, which rec- increases every three levels, which is the empty hand damage I was talking about. But with accurate strike, it doesn't stack. It's kind of a key power, which makes your accurate strike better. In the long run, which is why you get the D8 at the 12. And by 5th level, you do an empty hand attack. It is equivalent to a magical weapon, which is good. So you can hit those monsters that can only be hit by magical weapons. That is worth it right there. You know what I'm saying? Because that that's a good thing. And then the quivering palm at 12th level, which is one of those things where, you know, 
I can kill somebody instantly type of thing. And you speak with animals, superior willpower, things like that. But that, that's a nice monk. I can deal with that monk. I could probably play that monk. Let's go to Swords and Wizard Complete. Now, this is a 20-level progression. In fact, it goes 21+. plus. But they give you better weaponless damage. Your movement rate goes up, ex in increases ridiculously. Because, let's see, the taken to 12th, by the time you get to 12th level, you're moving 23 inches, 23 hexes or something, feet, yeah. And by the time you get to 20th level, you're moving 31 feet per per turn. And this gives you the multiple the multiple attacks starting at level 6. And your weaponless damage can go up to what's curious is by the time you get to weaponless damage at 6th level Oh, okay. Okay, I understand now. 6th level, you go up to to you're you're hitting a d2, you're throwing a d12. But then it gets to back goes back to d8s, but it's 2d8 at, at level seven, 2d8 plus one, 2d8 plus two at ninth, 2d8 plus four goes to three, 4d8. By the time you hit 20th level, you're for with an open-handed attack, you're doing 4d8 plus eight damage. My goodness. You let's see what's the what's the restrictions. Oh, I also noticed there's like stat restrictions on. The monk in certain in certain editions, like first edition, you had to like yeah, there was like four stats you had to have a higher high stat, in, and that was kind of hard to qualify. In astonishing swordsman, it is your attribute required. You need a strength of nine, dexterity of nine, and wisdom of nine. Not bad, still a little hard, but not bad. Over here in swordsman wizardry complete, you need your prime your prime attribute is going to be wisdom. That's only because that's only if you want to get you know the plus five percent experience points. Let's see what else do we have? They got some really neat special special abilities here. So weaponless damage, your movement rate, like I said, and the experience point required to level. Uh, it's a little it's a little easier to get to level two. It's twenty five hundred experience points as opposed to three thousand. Your armor class also gets better. By 12th level, your RC zero. By 20th level, on or 19, they give you both up and down. And 20th level, you're negative three AC or 22, and that's where it stays. Because by the time 21, 21 plus, if you're going there, there's no further improvement. Your saving throws go down to a, like a five. Starts at 15, goes down to a five, and. They've got some really nice powers here. You know, alertness, things like that. Deadly strike. Oh, my goodness. Okay, here's where the rubber meets the road as far as that goes. When a monk's attack roll is five higher than the required to hit number, he has a 75% chance to... The, the target has a 75% chance to be stunned for 2d6 rounds. Moreover, get this. The target also has, let me get here, a 75% chance to be stunned by the blow to the round. Moreover, the perfection of the blow has a 25% chance 
to kill the opponent, provided the opponent's hit dice is no more than one higher than the monk's. You can go through a lot of mooks with that. A lot of mooks. Just downright kill them. Boom. You don't have to wait for that quivering palm and stuff. Boom. You know, it's just incredible. And it's it's just kind of fun. You go, you know, you play this little guy, go up and like, oh, who are you? Here's who I am. Boom, 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 boom. Plus, he gets, like, thief abilities and things like that. And in Swords of Wizard Complete, only humans can be monks. I saw the same thing with assassins. I don't understand these only human things in Swords of Wizardry. Because that's the second time it's like, only humans can be monks. Why not? I'm sure there's a Regan. Maybe it's probably balance. Probably play balance. Anyway, I think if I was going to be playing a monk in a game system... I think that I would probably want to play a Swords of Wizardry monk if I wasn't playing 5th edition. 5th edition is just a, a whole other animal, and I have a lot of fun playing monks. Monks and barbarians. I don't know why. But uh, if, I was, I'd play, if I'm playing Swords and Wizardry, I'd be playing a monk. So there's that. So take that for what you will. I'm going to go start my day. So, okay. So if you want to talk to me about this or anything else, you can get a hold of me at oldmangrogner at gmail.com or you can drop a voicemail on Anchor. We're monetized, so as little as 99 cents a month. You too can help support this program, and I would thank you. And thank you, Jonathan, Oliver, Mark, Gilbert, Juan Carlos, and Daniel for supporting me. I thank you guys. Don't forget about Marcy Wallring's podcast, The Yawning Owlbear. So, until I see you folks next time, keep the dice warm, and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Questions? Comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. We'll see you next time when Radio Grognard is on the air. Hey.